Bro, you gotta know about this that movie, Alice in Wonderland. It's Martin Short, Whoopi Goldberg. They got everyone. Yeah, for once I actually do know about this one, believe it or not. I think this is my favorite Alice. Yeah, I think it's mine too, honestly. Yeah. This one is like first. I think second would be the one that. Oh, I don't know what year. I think it's an Australian. I think it's an Australian Alice in Wonderland. I vaguely remember it's seeing that. So I, artsy. I know that I've seen that because when I was a kid, my family went out of their way to show me everything Alice in Wonderland related. Oh yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure I've watched every live action. Yeah, Alice. Welcome to You Got to Know with Bo. And a rat. <laughs> and it's my birthday. Woo! Birthday. Mm, We're doing birthday a movie. Bench. We're doing a movie. I'm a little sad because we're not doing the movie I wanted to do. Because it was nowhere <laughs> in existence. It's like it didn't exist unless you had to pay like three different services to be Listen, able to watch it. I have only ever heard bad things about uh, Snow White, Fairest of Them All. The one starring uh, Kristen Crook from Smallville. I... <sighs> It, it looks so good. Like, there are so many other actors that I love in it. It looks so good. And we've got the, like, rainbow bright dwarves that travel via rainbow. I want to see the parts oh that make God. people call it bad. Because usually if the movie looks really pretty, there's some total, like, mm. cringe stuff in there. Or yeah. the, the acting. Or the writing. Yeah. Actually, usually it's the writing that kills it. But at the same time, I like those... I usually yeah. like those movies. Like, I fully own the fact that I have shit taste in movies. In most things. You I don't have I shit am, taste. You I have your taste. To, I am easy to please. That Let's makes it easier it that to find things that you enjoy. Yeah. People who are really picky about their movies spend a lot of time just, like, wasting their life watching movies that they hate. Yeah. You don't have to deal with that. You yeah. spend your time watching movies yeah. that you like. I also think about them in their original context, sort of like the movie we're going to talk about today, Woo. which I have heard complaints about, and oh, hey, most of those complaints can be explained by the fact that it's a kid's movie. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought that kid's movies may or may not be up to the standard or story writing of an adult movie? I, wow. I have, like, a special little place of bitterness in my heart for people that, like, judge kids' media on, like, an adult level. Because oh, God. I'm not saying I expect kids' media to be bad. I'm saying they get a bit more of a pass because, well, kids deserve good storytelling. Mm -hmm. They don't always get it. They don't always get it, and they don't always need, like, particularly, like, yeah. impactful, meaningful stories. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to watch a movie. But at the same time, like, there's so much of it that comes down to, like, personal taste with it, too. Mm -hmm. And even, like, the most simple story, like, media literacy, even the most simple story has something to say, you know? Yeah. And Which, this one, they were literally handing out, um, <laughs> what's the word? Not 
morals. The um, no, they were moralizing at Alice. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like they were, they were constantly giving out like little bits of wisdom. Yeah, they were exchanging them like money, yeah. basically. Because this is like. What's the we- word morals? Uh, they used the word at some point um, in the movie, but I forgot it because words are cringe. I It's in the back of my head. Yeah, it's in the back of my head, too. I, I know what you're trying to say. If we hit our foreheads together hard enough, maybe we'll push it to the front and one <laughs> yeah. of us will be able to remember. Because we were specifically talking about the 1999 uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. With the yellow dress instead of the blue yeah. one. Oh, yeah. I love when they do a yellow dress. I love Alice in Wonderland movies that take a chance with the costume. I feel like... Was it the Disney movie that started the trend of everybody putting in her, her, uh, her in a blue dress? I don't remember, because I don't remember if they ever actually say the color. I'm gonna Google what her color yeah. in the book is. Because, like, most of them are blue. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, is fine, but, like, with her character, honestly, that feels like a very, like, mild color to put her in. She's mm-hmm. sassy. She's got a bit of attitude. Put her in a bright, lively color, like yellow. Or, like, red, maybe? I, for one, am all here for the yellow dress Alice. <laughs> I did, we were talking about it before we started recording, mm-hmm. and Bo pointed out the, the yellow dress with the white and blue. Oh, uh, the white and black striped stockings, and I immediately like went Fran Bo. Mm-hmm. I I cosplayed, um, I cosplayed as oh, Fran yeah. like years ago, and I actually until you said that I had literally completely forgotten that I cosplayed Fran. Yeah, I even forgot that. The, like, I forgot Frambo even existed, which is a shame, because it's very me-core, and mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna watch a playthrough of it when I get home. Oh, yeah. I can't find the exact details, but I think her dress might have been at least depicted as blue, pre-Disney. Yeah. I don't think they snatched that out of thin air. Yeah. Because Alice has a pretty, uni- like, simple, universal look to mm-hmm. her. But yeah, we're watching the 1999 one, Yellow Dress, the Alice. I, this, I think this is my favorite Alice. Yeah, I think it's mine too, honestly. Yeah. Next, this one is like first, I think second would be the one that, uh, oh, I don't know what year, I think it's an Australian, I think it's an Australian Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> and it's a mom, like, telling the story to her daughter, but she, like, falls asleep as she's telling the story, and she's Alice, the mom. I vaguely remember it's seeing that. so I, artsy. I know that I've seen that, because when I was a kid, my family went out of their way to show me everything Alice in Wonderland related. Oh, yeah. I, I think... I'm pretty sure I've watched every live-action yeah. Alice. Um, I think they just, like, subjected me to it, yeah. because they knew that I would find it extremely mm-hmm. relatable. Ooh, fun fact about this 1999 one. Ooh. This is the last Alice in Wonderland movie to ever be a direct adaptation. Every yeah, one that's come since has been a sequel of some sort. Think, like, the sci-fi Alice miniseries, which was a sequel... Oh, you haven't seen that one, have you? No. Oh, okay, so you know what how the, the sci- What the hell do you think okay. this podcast is about? 
<laughs> so you know how Sci-Fi Channel w- did like fairy tale adaptations? No. Oh, they did a series of fairy tale adaptations. I haven't seen all of them. I know I've seen Tin Man and I've seen Alice. I haven't seen the Peter Pan one, but I also don't think I've heard anything good about that one. But yeah, and there's an Alice one. It's so good. Huh. So much fun. I, and, um, oh, who was it that did that really good video on it? Yeah, that sounded, to me, while you were describing it, that, that sounded like one of those things where it is either really, really good or absolutely atrocious in the, the last Airbender movie kind of way. Yeah. Like, Tin Man, um, I personally do not like. I can appreciate it from afar, but Alice is my favorite of them. Um, Tim Curry's in it. (laughs) <laughs> oh no yeah okay okay uh Aranoc has a really good uh video on the alice mini series is there a window open i can smell smoke not mm. like house smoke just like the outside smoke yeah no huh it's, it's just that strong maybe it the yeah. sky's turning a little bit yellow. Because we are recording during smoke season. Because it's longer during this year. Fires. Yay! It's later this year. It's, yeah. It was a lot later. I was We're expecting fast. it like a solid month before we got the smoke, actually. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it should be rainy season now. But mm-hmm. no! We get smoke! It's supposed to start raining this weekend. I hope so. My allergies have been so bad I mean, so it, it'll hopefully have been raining for a while by the time this is out. Hopefully. <laughs> if it's not, then we might as well just go lay out on the sidewalk and shrivel up and die like salamanders. Yeah. Why don't we actually get started with yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one is a far more moralizing, coming-of-age version of Alice in Wonderland. Instead of the IMDb summary this time around, we are using Wikipedia. Woo! Thank you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia coming in clutch. I think they finally got their fundraising goal. Yay! AO3 got theirs way faster and, like, quadrupled it. Alice is uh, unwillingly preparing a presentation of the song Cherry Ripe for a garden party in one of the most dramatic scenes uh, with this giant, um, what are they called? Pendulum. Giant pendulum, yeah. Um, Uh, Metronome. Metronome. Yeah. Yeah. Drama before flashing to her looking in the mirror like, yeah, me too, kid. Yeah. I felt that on a spiritual level the first time I watched this as a child. It reminds me of in middle school when I had to do a presentation and I was just so nervous about what I would say that I would take advantage of my stutter to pad out for time so I wouldn't have to say as much. <laughs> I, w- I, had a, it, I still have a pretty bad stutter, but it was a lot worse when I was a kid and I absolutely used it to my advantage. It's about what ableism can do for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nagged by her governess and the facing stage fright, strangers and a song she dislikes, Alice runs out of the house and hides in the woods. She was hiding under an apple tree. Yeah. That that did not look like the woods. It looked like she just went to the edge of their property where the apple tree was Mm -hmm. and just sat inside it. And like the best of them, 
every guest at this party, they do like a dramatic overshot of everyone so that you recognize them when they run into each other in Wonderland. Because <laughs> everyone is double cast. Of course. An apple falls down from the tree and hovers in Alice's face. She then encounters the white rabbit and follows him down the rabbit hole, landing in Wonderland. And this is an animatronic rabbit. It looked really weird because we were watching it sped up and the way <laughs> oh, yeah, we watched the way like he moved 2. around near the end, I was just like, I am I'm really getting some like some vibes. I don't know what vibes I'm getting, but I don't like them. Yeah, because we watch everything in like one point twenty five. Oh, I know what it is. It was giving me the like YouTube analog horror vibes. <laughs> yeah. Because of how it was fed up. Yeah. And I've been binge watching any YouTube analog horror videos I can find, basically. And I was just like, that's a little spooky. And it was spooky watching him sped up. I didn't even know that he was actually an animatronic. I just thought he was animated weird. Which, to be fair, he was, but, like, physically. And yeah. Not yeah, no. It was, it was there in the moment. Robot. In an attempt to enter a small door and hide in a beautiful garden, Alice shrinks and grows into a giant, floods a room with tears, and shrinks to mouse size. <laughs> so, yeah, this is also a pretty faithful adaptation yeah yeah this is actually the version of alice in wonderland because in like the i want to say fifth or sixth grade i went through like a hardcore alice in wonderland hyper fixation and i watched like every version that blockbuster had available <laughs> um and every version i could find online and you had to go to a different blockbuster to find more yeah um, and this was the version that finally got me to actually read the book. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. She meets Mr. Mouse. Okay. The m- giant mouse. Okay, it starts out with this mouse. It's, it's oh, a real rat. mouse. But it's a giant mouse. I'm not sure if that was actually a mouse. Oh, that was. It could have been a rat. No, that was a mouse because really? he's he's called Mr. Mouse. Well, yeah, but I mean that some... was a it was a it was a mouse. I know what a mouse looks like. Some, some people can't tell the difference, and I, I know what a mouse looks like. They... I know I'll, what a mouse I'll, looks I'll like. I'll take your word for it, mouse expert. <laughs> You're the mouse expert. I'm the rat expert. Yeah, and they do a really weird transformation when he gets on land from this blown up. Uh, Real mouse into the actor playing a mouse. I got war flashbacks when I was a kid watching the ah. where it turns into. Ugh. I when I was a kid I was like, uh huh. When that happened, uh-huh. and this is this is doing that exact same. It's activating the same uh neuron in my brain. Oh yeah, I. Ugh. I don't like it. God, it's icky. Oh my god. A lot of the CGI in this was icky. But it's, I per, I don't mind it, personally. It's, most of it it's is... It's nostalgic for me. Most of it is icky in the way that, like, that's just how they had to do it back then. Mm-hmm. Some of it is, like... Yeah. Makes your skin crawl a little bit. I just love ever the entire aesthetic of this. It's so... I mean, it's obviously nostalgic because I watched this when I was in middle school. Obviously. 
all the f- time. But it also, like, straddles a line between the CG era and the practical era of kids' uh, entertainment mm-hmm. in, like, this really unique way. Yeah. But it does also- have a lot of... The, um, the, uh, the way that they picked whether to do, like, the physical or CGI yeah. effects has a lot of personality to it. Mm-hmm. There is always going to be something in the movie that makes you go, eh, though. Like, for us, it's the Mouse Man. <laughs> or other things <laughs> later, which we will mention yeah. when we get there. Uh, she meets Mr. Mouse and his uh, avian friends who attend a boring history lecture and participate in a caucus race. Mm-hmm. Alice again encounters the white rabbit, um, who directs her to his house after the caucus race ends, and they just randomly are like, oh yeah, you'll give us prizes now. Give and, us prize. And Alice just so happens to have a box of candies in oh her- Oh my god. In her apron. And everyone just passes the f*** out. I mean, they used a lot of energy yeah. with all that tomfoolery from that caucus race. That caucus race reminded me of just, like, when it's lunchtime in middle school and you're bored, so you and your friends mm-hmm. all just are doing, like, the weirdest shit. It's like, let's just do whatever. Yeah. Not that you would know. <laughs> Private school freak. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had recess. Oh my god. <laughs> What do you think private school was like? I don't know, because I went to public school. <laughs> no. Because here's the worst part. That's what, that's kind of what I've always thought about public school. <laughs> From, like, the perception we had of it. You're the private school freak. I'm the yeah. public school freak. Yeah. That's why I'm like this. Oh. I have so many stories of cringe. That mm. Things that permanently made me who I am thanks to me being in public school. (laughs) Same. Like, the wolf edit. Oh, (laughs) I remember that. Alice again encounters... Oh, Sorry, I clicked on a link on accident. (laughs) You, Wikipedia. (laughs) I like how you looked at me when you said you, and then looked back at your phone. I did. It's okay. I probably deserved it. Oh, my back hurts. Crunchy. Uh, Alice again encounters the white rabbit who directs her to his house. Alice comes across a bottle of liquid, which makes her grow and traps her in the house. You know, it occurred to me, like, this is a time period where all the cough syrup had, like, opium and cocaine in it and stuff. Yeah. This girl's just going around drinking random bottles of liquid? Like, girl, you are going to get so high from whatever the hell is in that bottle. Oh, the white rabbit and his uh, gardener, Pat, gardeners Pat and Bill... Uh, attempts it to remove Alice, but she shrinks again. Oh yeah, because they throw rocks through the windows and they turn into cakes. Yeah, which I think I that is something that I have always remembered from this movie. Just the effect of oh like the God, rocks same. turning into cakes. I became I, obsessed with any little cake like that when I, I watched I, this. I want to eat one of those cakes just to feel the there texture. Are, okay, they had the, such good texture. Visually, just the texture of the cakes. I saw them when, and I could taste them. When you go to Fred Meyer's, you know those um, cakes that have, I think, like a dog mascot or something and they're like 
stacked up on the boxes. They're usually by the freezer section. Uh-huh. Mom, when I was in, like, my Alice in Wonderland hyperfixation, Mom would always buy me those. Oh, my God. And they're, like, same vibe. I need I to... I haven't had them since, but... I need to go and, like, see if they still have those. I know yeah. that they still have the oh, Berry yeah. Blast they, cupcakes. So. They do still have them. I've seen them, but... I want... Mm. Oh, my God. It also inspired... It had to be my 12th birthday, probably. We had an Alice in Wonderland tea party, and Mom made us, like, little pinafore cakes. Aww. And they we got, like, blue um, candy melts to coat them, so they looked all pretty and, like, bonbons, and she even <laughs> wrote, eat me and frosting on Aww. them. I have a awesome mom. She went all out for my birthdays. I remember that one, was that your birthday party in high school where we had that tea party where the lemon yeah. squirrels almost killed yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. First bite of anything on the table is I pick up a lemon square, bring it to my mouth, and inhale powdered sugar and literally just die instantly. That was delightful. Ah, my chest still hurts. Oh, bro. Every time I think about it, I I have to be... I am so careful when I eat things with powdered sugar on them now. Like, I hold my breath mm-hmm. that when I, it's anywhere near my face All now. because of that. All because of that traumatic incident. Oh. <laughs> traumatic lemon square incident. <laughs> oh. Wandering in long grass, she meets Major Caterpillar, who tells her not to be afraid when performing. After he transforms into a butterfly, quite dramatically, it's just like, what, uh, okay, she's being a little shit, fine. <laughs> Glittering blinding lights. Witness me! <laughs> it is so dramatic. But, like, with the effects that they used in this movie, like, they had a lot of opportunity for dramatic things. Oh, yeah, and they went for it. They did, they went for it. Alice returns to normal size by eating uh, parts of uh, his mushroom. The classic, one side will make what you grow, the other side will make you sink. Sink? Sink. Shrink. <laughs> the other side will make you sink. She just transforms into a kitchen sink out there <laughs> in the woods. That's oh. how they get there. Oh my god. In a nearby manor, she meets the, the musical duchess, her baby... And her pepper-obsessed plate-throwing cook and Cheshire Cat, who was played by Whoopi Goldberg. Which I have- we have feelings about this cat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, but they- they do not even mention the butlers, because there's the fish guy who comes to the frog guy. Okay, there are butlers. Butler to the Duchess's house in some versions is a fish- and the other guy who comes is usually a frog. Hmm. I believe it's that way in the book. I know it is in several of the movies. Either way, butlers come, and it's they have this stupid exchange of, like, what, a letter from the, the queen to the duchess. Uh, uh, I remember this. Back and forth, back and forth. No, and it's so long-winded. It's stupid. And then there's even more long-winded and stupid stuff with Alice and the butler because uh, she wants to get inside, but he's out there and he's like, well, I guess you could go in and knock on it and I could let you in, but I'm not in, so I can't uh, let you in. I hate it. 
Everybody, I hate it so much. Everybody in Wonderland is autistic and antagonistic. Oh. They really are. But anyways, back to the f***ing cat, okay? Oh, uh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. We used to do movie nights. And oh, on yeah. one of those movie nights with the boys over oh. Discord, we watched Cats. And it made me... It, this invokes the cat's vibe for me, the way they did the Whoopi Goldberg Cheshire cat. And I realize why. Um, it's a very... This is actually a thing that came up in... Um, I can't remember who was interviewing them, but somebody did an, an interview with Jasmine Bean where one of the things that they do is that they go out of their way to obscure the shape of their nose. The nose is the most human part of a face. So, the fact that all of these people doing their CGI, like, human face on a cat, none of them change the nose. And it looks weird. Okay. None of them change the nose. If they change the nose, they didn't do this in cats, and they didn't do it here. If they changed the nose and made it like a cat nose, or something like somewhere between a human and a cat nose, it would look a lot better. But no, they didn't. Straight up, a human nose on a cat, it looks icky. They could things. have human hands. They could have human hands. That's what inspired the vibe <laughs> of Thistle, by the way. Oh! My D&D character, the changeling, who is usually a yeah. wolf... There's a lot of creepy vibe around him that was entirely inspired by the cat with hands. Oh, I hate that. Oh, yeah, wait, no, I remember what we talked about Yeah, that. that's ah. why when he's in wolf form, if he needs to have thumbs, he just gives himself elven hands because... Yeah. Just because. Just because. I love because. changelings. I want to play a changeling sometime. It's fun. I have always wanted to play a changeling. I recommend playing a changeling that does not have trauma about looking like people. <laughs> because my changeling does not like looking like people. He looks like animals. Weird animals. But he looks like animals. Does not yeah. like looking like people. Maybe another campaign. I'm enjoying playing an elf again. I haven't played an elf since my first game when I was 14. Uh, the only races that I have ever played are a goblin and a changeling. And it's, now you're playing a... Uh, uh, now a I'm playing a herringon. Herringon. Which my, my character type is little creatures. <laughs> Even I Thistle. love them. Even when he's not an animal, he's still just a little creature. Because he looks like a seal. He looks like a weird little seal man, and he is so small and scrawny. And I just keep playing D&D &D adaptations of my favorite Star Trek characters. Yep, you do. Kosk was Garrick, yeah. and now Daegwyn is based on Jadzia Dax. Yes. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's so much fun. It's so fun. I'm so excited for the next game. Yes. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. We were talking about the... Up cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> and another note about this movie is it is a musical. Yeah. It is a musical. So every once in a while there's gonna be an original song. The Duchess's house is where one of them pop up. Um and they sing about Peppa. The baby from all this is left in Alice's care, but turns into a pig and is released along the way. I mean, good for him. Oh, I 
love. Also, the song mm-hmm. that the Duchess sang talked oh, about yeah. how she abuses her child, basically. Oh, yeah. How she hits him when he sneezes. Yep. I love the grassy road that she's following. Yes. The checker pattern. Yes, the it's checkerboard. like uh, a light green, dark green well, grass checkerboard. Chessboard. Chessboard. Whatever. It is definitely a chessboard. Yeah. It is so nice. And honestly, I just love that vibe of like mm-hmm. something... Very distinctly unnatural, but still perfectly blending in with the nature around it, just because the nature is also kind of unnatural. Yeah. Like, the aesthetic of, like, the square pattern Mm -hmm. in the trail, setting it apart from the forest around it. And this leads her to the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, and the Dormouse. Who... The Mad Hatter and the the March Hare have us vibes. (laughs) It really does. It's really just us, but that it's really, meaner to each other. That really must be what it's like for the unknowable guest mm-hmm. when all three of us are hanging out. Yeah. That really must be what it feels like. Uh, Martin Short is the Mad Hatter. I adore Martin Short as the Mad Hatter. He's one of my favorite actors. Don't give me that look. <laughs> Jack Frost. Santa Claus 3, Jack Frost, Frozen, Blue. I... I've shown you him on a previous episode. Bold of you assume I can remember things that don't involve me being embarrassing in middle school. But, like, embarrassing in a fun way. They're good memories. Oh, that guy. You at least know who the Mad Hatter in this movie is, so you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Oh my I just, god. You were looking at me as if I was supposed to know the lore behind this man. He's also in that um, Selena Gomez murder Hulu show I told you about. Only oh. only murders in the building. Oh. With his friend, uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. 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 It's really good. I'm so excited for season three. I should watch it. Oh my god, do. Do it. I should. Do it. There's a lot of things that I should watch. Oh my god. Anyways. (laughs) Martin Short is probably my favorite Mad Hatter. He's the closest to coming to, like, the Disney animated Mad Hatter's energy. Yeah, the vibes of him are a very specific brand of unhinged. Oh my god. As opposed to a very specific brand of hostility. Okay, (laughs) when we finish this season, we're gonna watch Only Murders together. We we are. That is our treat for finishing this. Watching more things. (laughs) Yeah. So... Alright, the Mad Hatter leaps onto the table to perform as that he previously had a concert that of what the wicked at papa hmm hmm. I believe in you, bestie. The Mad the Mad Hatter leaps onto the table to perform as he previously had a concert had at okay okay here give it to me (laughs) I almost had it. The Mad Hatter leaps onto the table to perform as he previously had at a concert of the Wicked Queen of Hearts. Alice leaves when the Mad Hatter and March Hare start to cause havoc and <laughs> bully the Dormouse. Oh yeah, I adore the Mad Hatter. <gasps> oh, Kim! 
Oh God, my God, I wish I could be that comfy. My cat is so cute. She is absolute <gasps> baby. She's, Look at her little foot. She, she, oh, 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 I love her so much. She was doing that thing, you know, when cats lay on their ears because they're cold because it's getting cold here in Washington. Yeah. She's oh. so baby. I wish I could be that baby. <gasps> oh, she's in her box. <laughs> she's got her little tent. She's in the camp out. Oh, Alice once again uh, finds uh, the small door from the beginning and manages to enter the garden because she's finally small enough, which is actually a labyrinth maze belonging to the Queen of Hearts. The Queen invites uh, her to a bizarre game of croquet, but her love for beheading people annoys Alice. This is also where we meet the Knave of Hearts. He is so gender. (laughs) Oh my god, I want to cosplay him so bad. The funniest part is when we watched this for movie night and I posted him in my story just like, I would love to cosplay this guy, you know, we're watching this. Every single trans friend. (laughs) I don't think there was a single trans man or non-binary person who didn't pop into my DMs talking about how they... (laughs) That man is gender. That... Gender. I don't know. I don't know who played the name of hearts in this movie, but Shocking. that man was the trans awakening for like my entire circle of friends. Apparently, his costume was sewn with thread weaved oh from God. concentrated gender extract. I want to cosplay him so bad. Also, the entire time that she's in like the the vicinity of the queen, I just kept hearing the so no head vibe just playing in my head. Like, on repeat in the back. Oh my god. Like, somebody was listening to a Vine compilation in the back of the classroom with their headphones unplugged. You will reference that at every chance you get. Yes. An Alice in Wonderland movie is the worst thing to watch with you. (laughs) So no head. Oh my god. Nobody is safe. Oh, the Cheshire Cat's head appears in the sky. So head? (laughs) Oh, God. Now you know what it's like to live in my brain. So now I know what it's like to live in your head? (laughs) Head? Question mark. (laughs) Kindly shut the fuck up. No. I will not be silenced. If you want me to stop making Vine references, you'll have to kill me. Nice. You're so talented, bestie. That wasn't me. Those were your headphones. Yeah, but you aggravated them. I... Also, how dare you? <laughs> you did this. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, yeah. The Cheshire Cat's head appears in the sky and is ordered to be executed. But Alice's logic stays the order. I don't even remember what her logic was, but to get logicked by a ten-year-old. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it before. I'm trying to, it's... It was something about how, like, there's no body... No, that was the executioner's issue, because you can't cut off a head when there's no body attached to it. Alice's logic was that 
Um, be nice to cats because they're seen in all the smartest places. Mm, true. Or whatever. Yeah. And she said something else, but I forgot it. Yeah. I, (laughs) to get outlogicked by a ten-year-old. I mean, some ten-year-olds are pretty smart, and some adults are pretty stupid, especially in Wonderland. Alice escapes the the croquet game and meets... (laughs) Escapes. She just walks away. Yeah, Alice... Uh, when there's drama at school (laughs) (laughs) and meets the griffin and mock turtle okay 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 so the mock turtle is played by gene wilder one of the few actors that i know yeah and there was an interview with the woman who played alice back in 1999 that i saw on tiktok i wish i could remember the page I saw it on, but it was so long ago, where she was talking about her experience of filming this and talked specifically about Gene Wilder and to him coming on set and to being like, oh, hey, how are, how are you doing, friend? And he's like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. He just looks at her and goes, why? It's just me. Ah! <laughs> my heart! Oh. Oh my god, that man. He just sounds like he was such a sweetheart. I hear so many kind things like that from people that worked with him. Mm -hmm. It's like, ugh. I love his Willy Wonka movie. Yeah. It's such a good movie. The best, that was, that's probably the best Oh yeah, The best Willy Wonka. Yeah. Like, hands down. I, I really, like, genuinely, I have such fond, warm memories of that movie. Like, yeah. I've been obsessed with that movie since I was a very young child. Also, that was a kind of unhinged that really yeah. resonated with me when I was a oh. kid. Gene Wilder was so great. He was perfect for that role. He was. No Willy Wonka will ever be able to, like... <laughs> oh, okay. So, but with the Griffin and the Mock Turtle. They are so cute. They are cute. And they sing with Alice, encouraging her and teaching her the lobster quote. Qu- what does that say? <laughs> Lobster something dance. Lobster quadrille. Quadrille? I think. quadrille? Yeah. They said it in the movie. I've already forgotten. Lobster quadrille. I think. I'm I not f- good at pronouncing things. Yeah. I'm autistic, so. Yeah, mood. Uh, <laughs> I'm also. <laughs> we're both uh, autistic and we're fighting yeah. for our lives here trying to. I, I I'm think also it's French. dyslexic. I got. I, got <laughs> I think it's French. I got the wild card. I have no idea uh, what French words sound like. Yeah, it's a really sweet... There's multiple songs throughout. It's a very nice scene. It's, it's all very it's wholesome. It's so cute. I mean, it's Gene Wilder. It's so sweet. Of course. Ugh. And they, after that, send Ellis on. She wanders away and she meets the White Knight, played by Christopher Lloyd! Yee. I love Christopher Lloyd so much. He's the best. This dude is out here fighting for his life. Oh, God. The White Knight has to be one of the best parts of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. He's so much fun. He's another reason you need to watch Alice, the sci-fi. We'll have to watch that. We'll we'll look at the sci-fi season. We'll see about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be fun to do after a fantasy season. Yes. Um, My neck just made the worst noise ever. Oh, no! I'm so crunchy. Yeah, because the White Knight, he keeps coming up with all these inventions, and none of them work. Like, this dude has an upside-down open 
sandwich crepe for his sandwiches. Uh, he's doing his best, but he's he, his best isn't very good. Oh, yeah. But he guides Alice along the end of her journey and encourages her to be brave when she goes home. And then she promptly meets the talking flowers. I kind of, I was kind of disappointed. I thought this was one of the ones with the high fashion flowers. Nope, you get but literal just flowers. Yeah, they're just puppets. They're d- literal flowers with, l- yeah. with, like, these little flower mouths. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, why couldn't they have made the, the Cheshire cat look more cat-like when they have flowers that have faces, but they're still just literal flowers? Yeah. Come on. It is what it is. It is what it is, but I don't have to like it. A tiger lily, the most sensible of all, some roses, who are rude and not too bothered about Alice being lost, and some daisies, who are rascals. Having the flowers help her, Alice walks off to meet Tweedledee and Tweedledum. But I adore (laughs) when these flowers are bickering. The classic. The girls are fighting. Well, why don't you just hit them? They're just, they're right there. They're too close to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) To which, while we were watching, Bo leaned over and said to me, you're too close to the ground. I will murder you. You can't even reach me. I'm too close to the ground. Oh my god. (laughs) Got him. Your stares across the table can't hurt me, bro. I'm built different. Stop it. I'm squishing your head. Stop it. Oh my god, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Oh god, no. I'm Ha! Ha! <laughs> oh. Where were we? Um. Oh yeah. Flowers. Too short. Um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes. Who have some antics uh, with Alice before getting into a fight? Because of course they are getting into antics before fighting over red the broken rattle. It was one of those like noisemaker thingies. Yeah. I wouldn't call that a rattle. I would. It's like an old fashioned rattle. Yeah. I have one of those that was from a Chuck E. Cheese. I think oh, I got God. it from a free stuff pile on my old street. Um, yeah. It's just like two inches long. It's little. Oh, but it's wow. one of those where you, mm-hmm. where you shake it around and it makes this loud, like, loud, like, ratcheting, like, clicky noise. Mm-hmm. It's really loud. Mm-hmm. And it's made of translucent plastic. Oh, With hell glitter yeah. in it, which is why I still have it, even after 12 years? Mm-hmm. I don't know what time is, but yeah. anyway, I've had it for a long time. It was one of those. They had that, but made out of wood, and yeah. I would not describe the sound it makes as a rattle, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But they have their war where they're just... It's Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It, it, there's so many of these segments where it's like, I feel like I should explain more, but at the same time, like, it's there and it's gone. It is Tweedled- there and it's yeah. gone. It felt... When the scene first started and they were just having their tomfoolery, yeah, I said to uh, to Bo that it was my two brain cells <laughs> getting them roped yeah. into my antics, which it is. Yeah, it it legitimately. I feel like that scene is a great way to describe what living with ADHD. The two brain cells of an ADHD person roping in the confused best friend. 
Oh, it it perfectly encapsulates just trying to get through the day for a baby. Yeah. (laughs) And Alice is promptly taken away, yeah, by card soldiers to the royal court where the knave of hearts is put on trial for apparently he is stealing the queen's jam tarts. The gender himself. Oh my god, he is so dramatic throughout this scene. I love it. Somehow, though, his behavior is not as dramatic as literally everything else happening yeah. in the scene. Like, he he somehow comes off as the voice of reason. He is the normal one. Yeah. He and Alice are the normal ones. But even yeah. Alice is a little bit... There are things that he come He comes off as, like, that one side character who is, like, perpetually... Um, the one who keeps it real somehow. Yeah. The one who is just perpetually reading the whole cast throughout the episode. Oh, God. And there's this whole thing when Alice is called to the stand and she ends up using the mushrooms to grow after there's all the bickering back and forth. A lot of bickering. (laughs) So I... The courtroom scene in every adaptation of Alice is always my least favorite. Yeah. It was very meh, but it was fun seeing everybody being a little unhinged. Like... In a fake court setting. Oh, yeah. Because, like... There's always a fake court setting. Oh, yeah. But I do love that Mad Hatter and the hair come what back. What was the last... Oh, yeah, 10th Kingdom. That was where we had our last yeah. mediocre fake court, everybody yeah. is stupid setting. We haven't... Fake courts where everyone is an idiot are fun, <laughs> but also kind of infuriating oh, to yeah. watch. Oh, yeah. And as Alice grows, she's just like, hey, this all sucks. Y'all are Can, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. And she's, like, openly criticizing the queen and the king and all of the people. The white rabbit. Um, she's just roasting everybody. Yeah. And the white rabbit, though, um, in a moment not seen in another version, uh, reveals that he actually lured Alice into Wonderland to conquer her fear and asks her if she has self-confidence. She says yes, and she's like, then you don't need us anymore. Oh my which, god! Which Labyrinth. Was, it's think, just like Labyrinth. I think that part was honestly kind of stupid. Oh my god, like, it was so bad! It's so like, yeah, okay. So you literally just went like, here is the moral! We are here to help this person! This is not just something weird going on, which... I like Alice in Wonderland, where it's just, there's something weird going on. It's like, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And this is leaving out so many of the random things throughout. Sort of like, this is one of the only adaptations I've seen that includes the dog scene from the book. Um, when Alice gets chased into a flower pot by a giant pug. It's not a pug in this one. Yeah. But I believe it's a pug in the book. Um, it chases her in there and she has to, like, throw a stick the other way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they send her home with the same hovering apple as before from the beginning. And she awakens under the apple tree. They send her home with the hovering apple. I, (sighs) I don't, I don't, again, it's like the issue I had with the mist, but, um, I have feelings about the way that the mist movie ended as opposed to the book, the Stephen King book. Um, they just, like... We're just like, here, have an ending that makes sense. And it's just like, okay, but, like, I didn't ask for this. We didn't need this to make sense. Sometimes things are allowed to just be ambiguous and weird. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes it's better to just let people think. Sometimes it's better to just be like, man, that was f***ed up, huh? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and Alice comes back. She ends up performing, but she doesn't perform Cherry Ripe. She performs the, the song that she learned with the uh, uh, Mock Turtle and the Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I'm going to have that song stuck in my head oh, yeah. for a very long yeah. time after this. Yeah, you will. I, I might even just learn to sing it. <laughs> it's playing in my head now. Whenever I get old songs just stuck in my head, I, I'm just like, eh, I'm going to look this up and learn it. Yep. Oh. I'm sure a lot of people at work have been walking past the, <laughs> the, the station where I usually am and heard me singing uh, uh, AZ Bell, because I learned yeah. the full song instead of nice. just the little clip sung by the robot that mm. TikTok has decided is creepy. Even though that's Miku's grandpa, you bitches. <laughs> it's not creepy. He's just old. He's an old man. Leave him alone. Ugh. Anyway, I have a new old song to mm. learn to mm-hmm. sing now. Actually, I have several because all the songs in this were bangers. Oh, except yeah. the one about Pepper and child abuse. <laughs> that was not a banger. Yeah, but that final song is also what I cut along with showing the audience of people at this party intercut with the adventures through Wonderland and hitting you over the head with the fact that this was all a fantasy that she tripped up. Like, sometimes it does not need to make logical sense. This is a movie. I mean, I I think it's cute. It's it's cute, but that doesn't mean that it's particularly, like, good. Yeah. I still love this. I, I mean, it was definitely fun. Yeah. And, like, I, I do like it, but I just wish that they hadn't made it so clear that this mm. was an adventure she's having to get over her problems. Yeah. Yeah. Let a child have a weird daydream that just was not meant to be a moral experience. You're not meant to be a moral experience. I'm not. <laughs> An immoral experience. <laughs> Next time on You Got to Know. Okay, I'm gonna be honest, I completely forgot what happened. To be fair, I also it's don't know what happened either. They run into the beanstalk forest where uh, <laughs> where things only get worse. Where things only get worse because the tail yeah. scene. Okay, happened. okay. I don't most normal, like, cringy furry talk, because I'm used to it. That's just how some of them type. And also how my dad types when he's texting me. I don't know why. No. Uh, no. Oh, no. Get back here. Don't leave me alone to fester in this crime that we've brought back into our brains.